0: Hello and welcome to the Milestone Pursuit podcast, the podcast that's recorded on the run and brings you a variety of things. brings you conversations with elite athletes as part of our scheme to invest in underfunded British elite marathon runners. It brings you workouts where I do a session and You can run along with me as if I'm there with you, if that's your thing. And it brings you recovery rambles, where I run easy through the forest, through the lovely Epping Forest, and talk about something that's on my mind. And today, is Friday the 28th of January. I'm jogging through the forest so it's time for a recovery ramble. Ramble, not rumble. And this one's going to be a little bit about meaning and purpose as we go about our lives. We're going to talk more about sustainable goals and we're also going to talk about habits. How to create them as we set about our Delivering our our goals for the year. And this is on my mind because January's coming to an end already, unbelievably. And it's a. January's a bit of a month of contradictions, isn't it? Well, I think it is anyway. It, It kind of goes on forever, yet it flies by. It's full of hope of time and then life takes over and we become stretched and busy again. And it's energising, yet simultaneously a bit depressing as it contains Blue Monday halfway through. So it's a funny old month. So just to get things going, kick things off, I'm going to talk a little bit about my own January. starting with my running because that's the most important thing so I've built a, a good bit of consistency with my running through January pretty pleased with where I've got to so I started the month in the Covid recovery zone and in that time I had one bad race I if I've only had one race and it was a bad one that was the Met League cross country I've had good sessions, and I've had good consistency, building up some volume, getting back to where I'd like to be, and tomorrow it's race number two at the Southern Cross Country Championships in Beckenham, 15k of, of cross country. Luckily it's not rained much in the last week, so hopefully it's not too muddy, because that definitely, definitely, oh yeah, definitely impacted upon my Wormwood Scrubs performance. So all good on that front. On the coaching side, The month has passed where we've gone from building bases for spring races and extending bases that were built across the autumn, starting to get ready for races now. Not far away now at the end of January, lots of half marathons in March. Lots of people thinking about the Manchester Marathon in early April, not far away now. So building towards that which is good, there's a bit of purpose to the work now, really trying to get into where people are, where they need to be, where they can get, all of that good stuff. So that's pretty good, but it's really in the exec coaching work that I do that has provided the inspiration and the stimulus for today. And across this month, I've seen some very clear trends. It's an observation more than a trend, I suppose. Maybe a pattern. But that pattern is all about office life. And it's an interesting time just crossed the road. Heading up into the Thaden boys part of the office. Uh, of the office? Oh, I've Got it on my mind. Thaden boys part of the forest. The forest is my office. And what's coming through in this trend, in this pattern, is a sense that office life is being welcomed again. People want to get back to the office now. For a while there, I think there's quite a lot of people, particularly older people with families who live further out of London, perhaps, or further away from their office, who don't enjoy the commute. We're probably thinking this will this will last a while, and I'm quite happy to work from home for as long as I can. Younger people, perhaps with less space, perhaps living closer to the office. They're thinking, or have been thinking anyway, I need, I need the office, I want to have differentiation between my work and my home, and I want to socialise. And I think where we've got to now after a Christmas of disruption, isolation, for lots of people, some people have not been affected at all but some people have a lot and I think people have come back into January thinking right I need to get this back on now for the sake of my mental health I need to have interactions with other humans beyond the Teams or a Zoom call and I spoke about this way back in episode 72 it is, about human, the value of human connections in this increasingly virtual world and one of the things that I've really detected as we enter this period is people are reviewing and reflecting setting their objectives for the year is that they don't always know where they stand in their work or what their boss thinks of them what the bigger picture is and it's because they're not seeing it. And you see it sometimes in those informal interactions that happen in between the formal ones. So that walk into the meeting room, the catching of people's eye, knowing who's paying attention to what as you present rather than a sea of blank screens. All that reassuring nod and glance your boss or someone you respect or that conversation over a cup of tea in the kitchen. Those are the things that have been happening way less or haven't been happening at all in lots of ways and it's in those informal interactions and those informal connections where we sometimes can locate ourselves and I think people are in, in that void, they make up stories, both good ones and bad ones, lack feedback. And I think it's impacting productivity. So when working from home started in earnest, a lot of the reports were that I'm more productive, I get stuff done, I've got less distractions, I'm more comfortable in my environment but I I wondered at the time how sustainable that was and I wondered whether actually there was an element of crisis management that gave people that drive, having to get stuff done everyone mucking in together through difficult times and now that's sort of changed and people are openly saying I'm just not as productive now I waste time much more readily when I'm at home get distracted much more easily. I've not got the balance that I need. Now I jokingly describe myself as a balancetarian to my children. And I talk about the fact that I'm just going through a little bit of mud. I talk about the fact that too much of anything is bad for us. And they've tried to catch me out over time by telling me what something they think you can't have too much of and just that the only thing they've landed on is air I'm sure someone will tell us that if you have too much air it can be bad for us And too much for working from home, can be bad for us, as we're seeing. People feel isolated, and they feel unproductive, increasing. So not all obviously universally true, but true enough, common enough, for it to be something to think about. And it's that, plus the January reflection process as a whole, which is leading to many people questioning the meaning of their work, the meaning of their job. And let's face it, most roles, particularly office-based roles, are not obvious in their meaning at a wider level. Not saving lives. We're not educating. Not saving the planet. And there's no reason why they should. And it's an entirely understandable feeling that you might want to have is understand the meaning behind your work. The purpose behind it. And so that's what I've been doing. Helping people find meaning. Helping people find their meaning. Because it's different for everyone. And often I find it centres around people rather than product. But that's for another day. But what I will say is that as January drifts into February, which is a short month, March isn't far away. The first quarter's nearly done. Finding this meaning is important. It's about providing yourself with purpose. Not just overall, but for all the things that you do. And earlier this month we spoke to Josh, I spoke to Josh, and we spoke about consistency and the importance of every run having a purpose. And it's that sense that everything has a purpose that makes it easier to be consistent and it's that consistency that helps with your energy levels towards your goals. If you feel like you're constantly making progress, consistently making progress, it helps maintain motivation. And eventually, it becomes habitual something we'll talk about a little later. And in episode 90, I think Joshua's episode 91, I spoke about sustainable goals. Now when we're saying goals, we talk about smart goals, specific, measurable, ambitious, realistic, time-bound goals. We talk about barriers, what's in the way of you achieving your goals, and then forming an action plan that removes those barriers but within that we talked about the importance of understanding your values and setting goals that were congruent with your values in a bid to make them sustainable to make the goals sustainable we also spoke about understanding your why your purpose as you make those goals sustainable and Finally, and for me, perhaps most importantly, we talked about reviewing your progress against your goals on a regular basis as a means to sustaining your effort towards those goals. So now, we're at the end of the month. It's January the 28th. Let's review. How are you doing? How are you getting on against your goals? Just take a moment, a moment of quiet reflection to think about that as I puff up a hill. And the review is the most important part, I think, but it is hard to do. It's hard to create that time, that space. Because as I said earlier, something that definitely happens in January is you enter a month feeling like you've got all the time in the world. And then pretty quickly, life takes over. Whether that's kids back to school, back into that chaotic routine, all back to work and it's full on, so finding time and space to reflect is hard to do. And as with so many goals, when we're trying to change something or do something differently, it's about creating or changing habits. And here, we're just going to draw on some external inspiration. Of authors. Charles Dewey, who wrote The Power of Habits, and he talks about. Oh, sorry, in the second one's James Clear, who, who writes about atomic habits. But Dewey, he talks about kind of a three stage process of the cue, a routine, and a reward. So a cue is like the stimulus, the stimulation for the routine, which is doing something, and the reward is what you get out of it. And the types of cues he means are locations, so where are you, the time, your emotional state, like perhaps other people that trigger actions, and preceding actions, the things that have come before that lead you to doing your routine. So they are things that stimulate the routine, that stimulate the action. Clear, in Atomic Habits, adds cravings to that little list. So he's got a four stage process, which I like, which is you have got cravings that sit after the cue. So you've had the stimulation well, the road's a bit noisy today. We'll get away from it shortly. We've had the stimulation, but why do you want to act? What are you craving? And of course, when we think about craving, we think about food. But it doesn't have to be. What do you need? What are you? What are you lacking? What is your why? What's the desire? So I just want to explore those ideas and with a couple of a couple of ways, a couple of examples. The first is through the most habitual of creatures. That's not my, my father. He is a creature of habit. Aren't we all, I suppose? I say that as I'm jogging around the same loop. In the forest I always use for the recovery ramble. This is not a human, it's a dog. Or dogs. But in this case it is my dog. It's Coco. The one year old chocolate Labrador. And she's developed some habits. And one of them is when we're out in the forest bit more confident in letting her off the lead now but she loves to chase the squirrels there's a couple of things about that the squirrels hide in holly bushes so when she sees holly bushes she becomes attentive that's her cue But actually the cue I wanted to talk about was what happens when she darts off Goes slightly further than I'd like So the cue is actually me calling her back, so she hears me calling her, that's her cue. Her craving is to get back, to get a treat perhaps, not so much now, but to get praise. And it's also about about safety, it's about food, but safety and belonging as well knowing where she is. Knowing she's not far away. And you can see that when she gets a little bit anxious when she doesn't know where, where I am. The routine is to return. is to listen to where I am and come and find me, at pace, before heading off again. The reward so it might have been a treat most likely these days some praise and that's an interesting change as well so moving from the treat to praise once the behaviour becomes innate so she learned to do it and you can make the same type of We'll tell the same type of story about food and I'm always amused in in uh, peanuts at the Snoopy dance when he gets his food. That's part of his routine. And it's part of the reward for Charlie Brown for giving Snoopy the food, the pleasure that he sees in Snoopy's dance. Not that Charlie Brown ever expresses anything other than misery. But there's probably some emotional state that's being met there from Charlie Brown who finds it difficult to integrate socially so he gets pleasure from his dog. Anyway, I'm digressing. The second thing I wanted to talk about in the context of that process of forming habits is our review process. And the argument I'm building here is that all of, of all the habits that we're trying to change as we go through a new year and trying to set ourselves those sustainable goals, it's the review process that is the biggest habit to shift and probably the most impactful one. Because everything else will fall off that. And I've already talked about it really What's the cue for the review process? It's the end of the month. It's the end of January. Another month has passed. That could be a cue. Perhaps you've been paid. That's a, a cue. Or perhaps you're feeling demotivated. Your emotional state is not just about time could be an emotional state, you're feeling demotivated. Let's review. Now the craving there, so that's the cues, potential cues, you can work out what your own are. The craving is to be motivated. It's to achieve. It's to see a sense of progress. It's to reconnect to your purpose. That's what you're seeking. So The routine is what you do. That's the review itself. So that is looking back at your goals. Longer term goals and the short term ones leading up to that goal. How have you progressed? Perhaps get some feedback from others, but knowing yourself how you're doing. And then adapt your plan for the next month, or change your goal. If things have come to light in the course of the last month that's made you realise that it's either not motivating enough, important enough, or sustainable. And the reward is to be motivated again, to be driven, and to achieve. So it seems like a fairly straightforward process once you're past the queue. So it really is about identifying the cue. What's gonna get things moving? What is your stimulus? And of course, habits are learned. You start off by being really conscious about that cue. Perhaps, in this example, putting the end of the month review hour in your diary, in advance, the conscious behaviour, or by giving Coco a treat when she returns. Then eventually it becomes innate, it becomes an unconscious competence, something you do, part of you. Just like so many things that are habitual. They are about you, who you are, how you are. And this is true across all sorts of things. It starts with a Q. So the cue for stretching, doing more stretching. That could be running, couldn't it? Go for a run. And then my Q after a run my routine after a run, the run being the cue is to stretch, the craving is to loosen off, prevent injury, feel better, whatever it is. And the cue for running, to get out the door in the first place, well that could be that the day ends in a Y. Or maybe that's where you get to by building your habit over time. Becomes part of you and who you are. So I guess what I'm saying is make the cue conscious. Identify it, you can even name it, call it something. Whatever works for you. And then if we're doing this, we're having that habit of a, a review process. that creates resilience. Stops you losing heart when things don't go so well. You review, you re-plan, adapt, change your goal. Helps you stick with it. Helps create sustainable goals. Helps you be consistent. And it helps you deliver. And what you end up delivering might well look very different from what you set out to deliver. But resilience is about adapting to the changing environment. And so that's fine. And as we enter this new phase of our pandemic or post-pandemic life, the hybrid working model, part at home, Part in the office, creating new habits to cope. I think are going to be really important because I think there's going to be a little period of confusion, of chaos. We're not sure which days to go in. We've got, we've lost our routines, our habits. Things have changed in the workplace, in the office, and it's been two years since people have been regularly going to an office. Lots of the people would have changed. Lots of the processes would have changed. Lots of your habits, your old habits, will no longer be relevant. So you've got to build some new ones. And talking of habits and cues, my cue for ending today's podcast and ending the recovery ramble is my arrival at High Beach Then a nice loop around the forest it's just coming up to the Cutter Park at High Beach which most controversially you have to pay for these days which has changed some people's habits so it's time to draw the action sorry the routine is now to finish the podcast So hopefully you got a good sense of things that can help, can help not necessarily find your meaning but help achieve against that, help in creating ongoing sustainable goals as you move into February and away from the big goal setting New Year's resolution month. And hopefully you've got a sense through the cues of how you can create new habits that help you deliver. Thank you for joining me. I've enjoyed it. Nice, easy jog around the forest on a calm January day. And thanks for bearing with the podcast, the niche and rustic podcast that it is I really hope you get something out of it even if it's to get to sleep and I'll be back again soon for some more and in the meantime take care